from the CSI Today News Desk at the College of Staten Island. Welcome to the CSI Today Talks Podcast with your hosts, David Pizzuto and Terry Manns. The CSI Today Talks Podcast is your connection to the College of Staten Island with the newsmakers that make it happen. From world-renowned faculty and staff, dynamic students, and community leaders, stay connected to CSI with CSI Today Talks. And now, here is your host, David Pizzuto. Welcome everyone to CSI Today Talks right here on CSIToday.com and from wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I am your co-host, David Pizzuto, welcoming you in to Season 2, Episode 28 of CSI Today Talks. Coming up in just a few moments, I will be having a special conversation with alumni and former CSI baseball standout and former assistant coach of the CSI baseball team, Pat Daddio. Uh, Pat was, again, former athlete, former assistant coach, was a former associate head coach of the program, and on April 20th, he will be one of the newest members of the College of Staten Island Athletics Hall of Fame. That's right, CSI Athletics celebrating the fifth class of their Hall of Fame on April 20th. The class of 2023 will be inaugurated. Pat Daddio with five others will be there. And of course, we will talk to Pat in just a few moments. Before we do, we want to to remind you to please subscribe to our podcast. Once again, CSI Today Talks. Wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and so many other channels, there is a way to subscribe. Please do so so you can catch every episode as well as all of our archived episodes. We also ask that you subscribe to our website at CSIToday.com, right-hand toolbar. Click on the subscribe button to receive CSI Today This Week, our weekly newsletter, which gets you caught up on everything that you might have missed from the newsmakers here at the College of Staten Island. We hope that you'll do that, and we hope that we'll, uh, we'll hear from you each and every week. So without further ado, let's get into our conversation for this week. Once again, my special guest on the phone will be Pat Daddio, former CSI baseball player, former CSI baseball coach. Pat Daddio joins us now. Uh, Pat, thanks so much for being on the show. How are you today? Good. Thanks, Dave, for having me. Of course, of course. It's our pleasure. And, you know, Pat, first and foremost, I want to congratulate you on the Hall of Fame honor. I know we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but what a huge honor it is and, and it very well deserves. So congratulations for that. Thank you very much. I really appreciate CSI giving me Dishonor. Excellent, excellent. So, you know, obviously, I want to take, uh, I want to talk a lot about the the Hall of Fame and your reflections on it. But let's start at the very beginning, to when you were a young man. Uh, and I didn't know this at first, but you're a former Falcon, Susan Wagner High School graduate, uh, I believe, class of 1984, which is my alma mater as well. I'm assuming you played baseball there as well. Tell me a little bit about growing up around the game and what got you into it and playing for the Falcons. All right, I uh, I graduated in '82. '82, okay, got it. Um, yeah, no, I I, I went to to Susan Wagner and I played um two sports, basketball and baseball. Mm. Excellent, excellent. And as far as yeah, I, I'm sorry, Pat, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, no problem. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you, you know, because you know you obviously played the two sports. Um, what, what kind of got you into sports as a kid? Was it just kind of a rite of passage growing up or did you kind of gravitate towards, towards those two in particular? Tell me how you got to playing those sports. 
Uh, no, just growing up, being a normal kid and growing up in Brooklyn. You know, everybody's outside. You're playing stoop ball, mm. stick ball in, in the street. And I just fell in love with, you know, just being active in sports. Excellent. So, so in high school, Pat, you played both uh, basketball and baseball, right? So which was there one that you favored over the other? I mean, we obviously know you went on to play baseball here for us at the College of Staten Island, but was, were you favoring one over the other through, uh, through the years? To be honest, I played basketball just to be in shape for baseball. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. And, um, as, you know, as far as, as far as baseball, Pat, you know, baseball is a very unique game, right? It takes, it takes a certain type of athlete to, to be into it. T- tell me about what you love about the game. Why, why baseball as a kid? And, you know, what, what appeals to you about the game? Well, you know, just growing up watching it on TV and everything, I just, the competitiveness, mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I'm very competitive mm-hmm. and I just like to go out there and play, give it my all. And of course, who doesn't try to win? Right. And you played a very unique position too, which is the catcher position, which we'll talk a little bit about in a moment. Um, was that a position that, you know, again, kind of appealed to you from the start or did you kind of find your way behind the plate? Tell me how you got to be a catcher predominantly. I didn't, I didn't become a catcher predominantly till I got to CSI. Oh, wow. Growing, growing up, I was, I was a pitcher, middle mm-hmm. infielder. Wow. And then when I got to CSI, a friend of mine that was on the team told me, listen, pitches don't hit. Hmm. Like, so to be honest, I said, okay, I'm not going to pitch. <laughs> and then there was somebody returning already at, for the infield spot. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, catching's open. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll give catching a shot. Wow. Wow. That's, so, that's such a unique story. Um, and it's you know, amazing, as, a, yeah. as, a, as a kid – Everybody played catcher. You right. played here, but nothing. You know, I dabbled with it. But once, like I said, catching was open. I'm like, all right, let me do that. Awesome, awesome. You know, uh, um, I find talking to a lot of college athletes over the years, Pat, that you know, at some point when they're in high school, that that switch kind of tends to flip from it being like fun and recreational and something they do on the side to a point in their lives where they say, hey, you know what, I'm pretty good at this, and I want to do this at the next level. When did that happen for you? How did, you know, um, how did that kind of switch go off that said, you know what, I'm good at this, and I want to do it in college? Well, like, I really just, you know, in high school, I played and everything. I didn't think I was that good to go to the next level. Mm. But then when, when I got to college, I happened just to – get off on a good start. And then, you know, people, you know, how people talk, there was a scout at the game mm-hmm. and then just, I'm like, all right, I must be doing something right. Mm. And then I just, you know, just kept on pushing it. You know, I had good coaching that mm-hmm. helped me, helped me, you know, get better at what I was doing. Because like I said, I never really caught before until I mm. got to college. Yeah. And so, then it just continued on from there. Yeah. It's so interesting the way, the way that works. And I definitely want to talk about, about the scouting and obviously what got you uh, to the next level. Um, As far as, you know, CSI, I mean, we know that it was, you know, probably the college in your own backyard, but how did CSI factor in for you? Was it a decision that was like baseball, like dominated that decision or was it just because it was the local college? Can you talk to me a little bit about 
why CSI was your choice to play? Well, like I said, CSI, CSI was a local college, and didn't have I didn't have I didn't have money to go away to these big schools, mm-hmm. so I'm like hey, I'll just go to CSI, right. and it was just you know it was back then it was only it was CSI or Wagner, and CSI was something that I was able to manage, mm-hmm. and so that's how it, that's how I wound up going there. Excellent, excellent. And for those people that and, don't, um, yeah, my um, what's that? my brother went, my my older brother went there, mm-hmm. and he played basketball on the team. And so I'd been to the school, going to watch his games and all that. So I was familiar familiar with the place. So you know, usually familiarity brings you closer to when yeah. you make a decision. Yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't realize that your that your older brother played for CSI. So definitely, you had that that connection kind of built in. And, you know, for those people that don't know, CSI baseball, at least on the Division Three level, was introduced in 1978 um, because it was formerly, you know, Richmond, uh, Staten Island Community College with, with baseball. It was a JUCO level. And so when you joined the team, Pat, you know, the team was really in its infancy. You know, when you came aboard, they had never had a winning season before. And so when you came on board, you were kind of like looked at as being part of this foundation, you know, like this nucleus to really build off of. And I think you played for head coach Mike Davino to start your career. Did you sense at the time that you were looked at as kind of like one of those building blocks and pieces that the college wanted to add to get to that next level? Well, I, 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 you know, at first, no, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a freshman just right. walking on. But then after, after the first few games and all that, the way I progressed and the way he he approached me and and like when I first started I was batting ninth. Mm. Few games in I was batting fourth. Right. And you know and he was t- talk to me and tell me this is what I expect out of you you know and he pushed me which you know that's what you need mm-hmm. you know somebody you need somebody to believe in you to think you can do what you can do you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you were a, a really prolific hitter. I mean, you just mentioned starting at the bottom of the lineup, working your way to play the cleanup spot. You know, what is it when you're at the plate, Pat? What does it take to really win those battles? Do you think that was just, you know, just a, a natural feel for the game? Or did you have kind of that pitcher's mentality that you knew how he wanted to attack you at the plate? How do you credit the advancements that you were able to do at the plate? Well, being a being a pitcher and everything, you you know you you have a certain outlook on how like pitches, how you want to throw a pitch, and all that like different situations. Mm-hmm. And I and I use that at at the plate, saying, okay, man on first, what's he gonna throw here? You know, you try to visualize what's gonna happen, and you know, I just approach it that way. Mm-hmm. I had a good I had a good assistant coach, Tommy Weber, that that changed me the way I swung. Mm to make me into the player that I was and everything just started clicking, you know, and you got to have confidence in yourself. Sure. You can't go up there thinking that, okay, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to get a hit. Right. You know, right. You need, you need somebody, you need somebody pushing you and, you know, and you got to believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And something I was going to ask a little bit later, but I guess I'll ask it now. You obviously went on to coach, uh, you know, at Staten at, at CSI and of course across uh, different platforms can you talk a little bit about 
the the athlete of today versus the athlete for when you played, like what some of the differences are? Because the way I look at it, Pat, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but back when you played, there wasn't a lot of like analytical tools to use to like, you know, here is how fast your bat speed is and this is what you're doing wrong in a watching right. film, whereas athletes have that now. So back then it was a little bit more, you know, raw coaching, right? And And kind of just like, repetition and the more you did it the better you would get right like when i was when i was playing i because the line i used like when i use with the coach it is baseball is very simple game back then it was see the ball hit the ball mm-hmm. you, you know just hit it where it's pitched there's no thinking like you yeah. said there was no analytics there's no all right the veal over this the, mm-hmm. the launch angle it was just you know Go and hit. Now everything is okay. This one says this. This says this. Your your angle's got to be here. Right. I think it. I don't know. Me personally, I think it just makes it more not difficult. Just makes more for somebody to think about when they're getting up to the plate. Right. Instead of instead of just getting up and then let it fly. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. Like simplifying the game to what to to exactly that. See the ball. Hit the ball. It makes it very very simple when you look at it like that. And of course. Those are the things that work. And like you mentioned, with good coaching, that's what comes. And, you know, of course, you, we mentioned that you played catcher as well. I didn't realize that you had only picked that up when you were in, in college. And, you know, I've never played baseball. You know, my past, uh, I always played different sports. But I had always heard that, like, the catcher was kind of like the quarterback of of a baseball team. You know, they're, you know, especially defensively, the ball kind of hits your glove just about on every pitch and you're always involved in, in how people are moving, you know, around the infield. Can you talk a little bit, you know, about that role as a catcher defensively as well and having that responsibility to really, you know, being that, that leader on the field at, at any given time? Yeah, of course. Like you said, being the, like being the quarterback, you're the only position on the field that sees everything. Mm. You're facing everything, you know, like right. the, the infielders' backs are towards the outfield. Like you see everything in front of you. So you're in charge, and you dictate a lot where the ball travels. Like when a guy gets a hit, you're, as a catcher, you're supposed to dictate, okay, this guy's going to make it to second. Let's go to third base with the ball. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're, you're directing traffic. Mm-hmm. You're like a you're traffic cop. You're directing traffic. Go here, go here, go there. And – you know what is it? You're in the game. Every pitch, you're in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it keeps you. It keeps you going. Right. You know, it's not like you're standing standing in the outfield kicking the dirt, <laughs> waiting for a ball to get hit to you. Right. Right. You're constantly in the game. You're calling the game. You know, you got to be on the same page with the pitcher. You know, it's. I find it the most exciting position. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And I hear a lot of people who play the position say that it's like you can't take a pitch off. You know, I mean, you can't sit back and just wait for something to happen. You have to be involved with the game. And so it makes a game like baseball, like so much more exciting. You know, it's like so much more, um, there's so much more going on when you're involved with every pitch. So I could definitely see that back then, Pat, were you able to call your own pitches at that time or, or with certain pitchers, were you able to, uh, to give the signs or were those relayed in? After the, after the first couple of the games, I guess, Coach Davino liked the way I was doing it, mm-hmm. and then I was on my own. Mm. Yeah. And then, like any, like any, any, any other thing, if I would come into the dugout, it was like, all right, and he questioned me, why'd you call? 
why'd you call this pitch instead of this one? Mm-hmm. You know, and you gotta have an answer. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, so he's like, he let me do it on, but he was like teaching me as I was doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's great. And of course, you know, to have a reason for doing something always, yeah, it, it brings out the coach and you then later to question yourself and the way you're attacking other other uh, hitters and stuff like that, and obviously the reason why you were a successful pitching coach with us as well. So, so Pat, as we said, this is a developing CSI program that you walked into. Um, you know, but it didn't take you long to make an impact. You only played 20 games as a freshman, but you were a monster at the plate. You were batting way over 400. You led the team in several areas. Was it coming easy for you at that time? Was the competition maybe that you were facing, was it, was it not as good as you thought it, it was going to be? Tell me a little bit about, like, you know, the ease at which you were able to, to do well. Was it, was it the hard work? Was it the coaching? You know, put me in your, in your place there your, your freshman year. Well, like I said, as a freshman, I didn't – as a freshman, I kept my mouth shut. I did whatever – people said mm-hmm. and one of the coaches Tommy Weber always worked with me at practice or and after on mm-hmm. our own on a Sunday on a Sunday we're down on some street hitting off soft course and off a fence mm-hmm. and he just you know because he played and he just told me listen you just got to go up there and not think about nothing mm-hmm. when you think you're in trouble and yeah. back then we didn't have back then our schedule was not just D3 right. we played D2 right. and D1 right so, like, when you played Wagner, you're playing against people that, you know, guys that you went to high school and played against. So, it was, that's where the competition came in. And, you know, you just got to feel like you belong. Mm. Mm. You got to go, you know, I could play there, you know. Right. And, it, and you just, you know, my thing was just get up there. If My theory was if I can reach it, I swung. Right, right. Excellent. You know, and it's, and it's just, you know. You get it, you know, and it's baseball. It's all about rhythm. You right. get into a groove, and I just happen to have a good groove, you yeah. know. And I, and you know, it's just repetition, you know. You don't try to do too much. You try not to pull a pitch when you should just go the other way. It's, it's a thinking man's game. Right, right. Excellent. You know, the the 1984 team, the the first team that you were on, they they doubled their win total from the year before, just about. And then in 1985, you won a playoff game. You lost in the CUNY championship. But it was clear that you guys were getting better and better. And that led you to your junior season, which we want to talk about. It was the first winning season in school history. You guys won a CUNY championship that year. You had an appearance in the Knickerbocker tournament, the ECAC tournament as well. What was that ride like for you? And what was it like seeing that improvement really coming together year after year on the field? And, of course, winning that CUNY championship, which we know everybody wanted, um, you know, that year, 1986. Yeah. The, the, the second, my sophomore year, we got a new coach, Matt Rossi. Yep. So, you know, now you get a new coach, you got to, it's a feeling out process, but he didn't really, he didn't change nothing. He just, you know, tried to make things better than, you know, make us better. Mm-hmm. And we started showing progress. we I, I don't remember exactly what our record was, but we seemed to be going in a, a right direction. And then this junior year, we got some new new freshmen in. One of our one of our conference pitchers, Stephen Trail, came in and he mm. he helped us tremendously. But we just started feeling good about ourselves. 
just started winning. Okay, we're doing this. We're doing. We're going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And, and then once we got to the to the playoffs, we're like, we can win this. Mm-hmm. We can win it. And then, you know, you, like I said, everything was on a, a streak. We just started clicking, clicking, and then winning. Winning the thing was was unbelievable. We were playing at the old Met Stadium, Shea mm-hmm. Stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it was great playing on. Playing on that field, manicured field, and you know, winning the championship was, like I said, it was the first one that, uh, for me, mm-hmm. it was a great moment. Yeah. And then to see all, and to see all the younger guys get all excited, it, it made everything more special. Sure, sure, I bet, I bet. And and now, Pat, you know, normally a college athlete, he plays four years, right? But you only played three. And that's because you elected to essentially turn pro and you signed with, you know, with, with Major League Baseball. And for those that don't know, when a student athlete turns pro, they forfeit their amateur status. So that's why you had to step away from, from college. But can you explain to us what that process was like, how you first became aware that scouts were were coming to your games, the pressure of that, and then ultimately making the decision to sign on? Yeah, I, I, my freshman year is when I started knowing, you know, knowing that there were scouts at the game mm. coming to look at me because we, we were playing Wagner College. The, the head of the scouting bureau was there looking at somebody from Wagner College, mm. and I just happened to have a good day that day. Mm-hmm. And he took all my information and then it just started, you know, it, it started from there. And then one scout, Joe Nigel, we started showing up to all my games. Hmm. And then, like I said, after my freshman year, I, my sophomore year, I took a step back hidden wise, you know, because I, I felt like, okay, I got to do good. I got to, you know, the pressure. And like I said, right. you start think, you start thinking, you start thinking. You know, things don't pan out the way they you think they should. Hmm. And then that's where Coach Razi came in and he he got me to start calming down, start thinking about things, how to approach things different now. You know, like I, Coach DeVito gave me that competitiveness, that drive. Hmm. Coach Razi, he made me more calm and relaxed and how to approach the game. Mm-hmm. And then my junior year, I did better than my, my, my sophomore year. Cause I started getting back to just having fun. Mm-hmm. What happens happens. You know, like I said, you think about things, things don't seem to work out. And then I got approached and, and um, the scout asked me, I talked to coach Razi. And he's, and you know, he gave me his opinion, but all in all, it was my decision. And I'm like, I might as well go now because God mm-hmm. forbid I go my senior year, God forbid I get hurt or something, then I don't have a shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I figured, let me just take what's in front of me and roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. And this was with the Tigers organization, correct, Pat? Yes. Okay. So can you can you tell me what that process is is like? So so you you sign on right, and then and then what happens? Do you go to do you go to camp with other Tigers prospects? Do you do you play some minor league ball? How does that how does that progress? Yeah, once once I signed and everything, then 
you go down to spring training. Mm-hmm. You go down with everybody else. Mm. And then, you know, that's where you're with. I was with a group that all newly signed people. Mm-hmm. From people from the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, all over the place. And then it's just like a big spring training. You know, mm-hmm. you're just playing games. You're going here, you're going there. And then you try to make the best of it. Right. But it's, it's a great experience for sure. everybody. Sure. And certainly a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Can you, you know, encapsulate what that experience was like for you, Pat, and where ultimately, you know, it, it landed you? You know, Major League Baseball and going to the show doesn't work out for everyone. But can you talk about what you were able to do post-CSI as far as, you know, playing the game and where, where you ended up playing and, and how long you were able to, to, to you know, um, have a, uh, a, a professional career? You know, it is a, I went down. I didn't make it out of spring training. Mm-hmm. I'm, the last day of spring training, I got released. Mm. You know, because, you know, it's it's a business. It's sure, like anything sure. else. Yeah. And, you know, experiences-wise, I, I would never give it up. You yeah. know, it's, it was a great experience. You play, you see how you rate against other people, you know, around the country, around the world, in that matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when it, some things don't work out. And then, you know, real world hits you. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got... I got released. The scout that signed me, he was with, I think he was with S- Seattle then, mm-hmm. you know, and he asked me if I was, you know, would want to go back. And I'm like, you know what? I'm like, now nah, I'm done. I had my shot. It didn't work. You know, it didn't work out. Now it's time to go to the real world. <laughs> <laughs> got you. Got you. And, you know, Pat, as many people know, CSI baseball, um, it became really a national powerhouse in the early 1990s. So a few years after you had you had kind of graduated from the program um, and Staten Island was kind of like a veritable who's who of baseball at that time. A lot of people will point to those years that you played and your success as kind of like priming this program to take that next step. When you hear people say that, how does that make you feel? Um, speechless. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I appreciate it, you know, but it's not, you know, yeah, we did what we did, but, you know, the people that followed me got it to a better place. Mm. You know, it always starts somewhere. Right. But, you know, it's what you do to make it go further. Mm. Yeah. Those were the, what, Fran Hershey years. Right. Right. The early nineties. Yeah. 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 You know, all those guys, they got it to the, they went to the regional, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sure. They went deep into the regional, if I'm not mistaken. You know, there's something always starts somewhere, and then the, the people that follow make it better than what it was. It's then it's a, a success. You right. know. It, yeah. But it's you know it it you know it makes me feel good. You mm-hmm. know, but it's like it. Yeah. Okay. I, my my generation, whatever we led the we set the stage, mm-hmm. but they they're the ones that continued it, right? And they they improved it. Gotcha, gotcha. And you know, of course, Pat, that's not that's not it for your your CSI career. In in 2014, so we're talking 28 years after leaving the program, uh, you returned as an assistant coach, and you spent nine years as an assistant. Uh, obviously, you've always been around the game, but what took you so long to come back to CSI? Well, when I got released, 
I came back and um, Coach Rozzi let me coach the one year with him, mm-hmm. you know, to come. So I got the coaching bug. But, you know, I had to go to work. So now when you go to work, it was high school. Because high school, you don't have to be there till after 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Coach Davino started coaching at Port Richmond. He brought me, he brought me there. Mm-hmm. And then I started the high school coaching thing. And then one day, Coach Moore called me up and asked if I would would want to come up. And of mm-hmm. course, I would, of course, I would want, love to go back to my alma mater and coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's you know that's how it started. Yeah, and I, I was going to ask you about your relationship with with Mike because you know um, you didn't play um, with Mike. I know Mike was a standout with with John Jay. So how do you how did you know each other and how did how did you make that that connection with him? Was it the high school scene when he was at Tottenville? No, funny, but um, funny story, but Mid Island Babe Ruth. Mm. We, I got to know the moral fa- moral family from Mid Island Babe Ruth. Mm. Wow! Because my my father my father was president. His father was on the board. Wow! And you know, and I know the older brother. I know one of his brothers, Tommy, mm-hmm. from from being on the job, police officer. And you know, we, and then I knew Mike. Then we used to play against each other in the in the men's leagues, hmm. and then that's how you know. And then he asked, then he asked me to coach. Wow, wow, that's excellent. I did not did not know that either. Um, so from 2014 to 2022, you were in the dugout with Mike, and uh, you eventually became the associate head coach. And and there were I don't even remember five, six, seven, eight CUNY championships. Who knows? It's hard to keep count, but. Really, what I always take away from the program and watching you coach is the brotherhood between the players and the coaches, the relationships. And that's what, as an observer, I've seen. What are some of your takeaways from the program as, as an assistant and an associate head coach? And what can you speak to as far as those days that you were with the program? Well, we always, well, we always try to be, you know, like family. Mm-hmm. Like treat the kids how I would treat my own if I was coaching them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after the first two years, I was just, an assist, you know, an assistant, but then I think it was my third year, whatever I took over as the pitching coach. Mm-hmm. So that started on more of a bonding with the pitchers because I'm always with them, you know, and it's, we developed a good relationship, Sure. you know, and then the year, and then that stretch when we won four years in a row, Mm-hmm. That just solidified, like, you know, yeah, I'm your coach. Yeah, I'm your friend. But when we go out on the lines, I'm your coach. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, kids, like, would do anything I say. I had a bunch of good kids. You know, you can only coach with the kids that you have. And if you have a good bunch of kids, you're going to go far. Yeah. And that's and that's what we did that four years in a row. Yeah. It was it was a great ride. Absolutely. We had, yeah. And we had – um. So it's, you know, we had a good bond that we came up with this. These the, the guys came up with this thing called the bro pen, mm, right. like brotherhood, right. brotherhood for the bullpen. So what, you know, we got shirt, you know, we got shirts made up and all that, and you know, everybody had each other's back. And like I told the guys, you're not going to agree with me. Talk to one of the other pitchers when you have something, and you know, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. You got to be on the same page, and that's why I try to 
with the kids, you know, friendly with them, friendly with them. But I'm still your coach. Right. Right. If you don't agree with something I have to say, we'll talk about it. And a lot of these pitchers could tell you that we talked about things all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, remember I said about, like, when um, Coach Vito, why'd you call that pitch? Yeah. We, I did it to the pitchers. I'm like, all right, you guys called it. One game, I think we were playing Lehman. You guys called the game. I'm sitting next to you. You called the game. So every time they did so, why'd you do that? You know, I think somebody taught me. Right. So I took it as my job is to teach them. Right. Right. And they're so much better for it, you know, obviously. And, and you know, you had mentioned the, the, the four straight championships, Pat. And, you know, if someone were to ask me what was your favorite memories, I wouldn't even know where to start. I mean, you, you had, like, walk-off grand slams. You've had coming down, I don't know, eight runs, I think it was, to John Jay one year in the bottom of the ninth or bottom of the seventh, whatever it was. Can you pinpoint – one or two memories that will last with you forever. Um, you know, things that stick out, you know, that were the highlights of your career. Well, one thing that most definitely thing that sticks out is the, the game we played at the cyclones in yeah, the fog, in the fog. Right. That was the grand when, slam, um, right? Yeah. Well, George hit a grand slam to tie it. Mm-hmm. And then later on in extra innings, we won on the fly ball. That the guy couldn't see, and yeah, and you're playing in the fog, <laughs> right? You yeah. know that was a, that was that was one of the best. And let's see, the other one was I think the other one was the second game we were playing Baruch one year that we won. Like you didn't, you, you know, when you don't expect a pitcher to do something and they go out and do it. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what one memories like Taplin. Pitches one mm. game, comes back, comes in oh, the second right. game. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. You know that's memorable. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, later on, the kid Esposito comes in as a freshman. John, when is playing now? Sure. Freshman year came out. He was uh, he had he was probably almost our number one number one that year. Mm-hmm. You know, that, those are things you remember. You know, kids going above what you thought they were going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, and as a coach, that's all you. Right. That's all you ask for. Right. That's the payoff. I was just about to say, as a coach, that's that's really the ultimate payoff, win or lose. Oh, that's, can I? Yeah. Can I give you one more? Of course. Great yeah. moment. Absolutely. I don't know if you remember. We were. I think it was. I think we were playing John Jay at night. Christian Falcone. Yes. Yes. He was pitching a no hitter. In the, I think it was like one of the quarterfinal game. Mm-hmm. And. We asked him because we 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 were looking ahead mm-hmm. to the championship game, and Christian wanted to pitch in the cha- in the championship game, and he had a no hitter going into the I think the seventh inning, and he goes, "No, take me out. I want to pitch the championship game." Hmm. We never we never made it, but the kid gave up a personal goal, you know. Right. Throwing a no hitter in college, you'll never forget. Right. But he gave that up for the team. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's something that's, that's something that you'll never you'll never forget that. Sure, sure. Yeah, the takeaways when you're on that when you're in that dugout, when you're on that sideline, those are the things that you really don't forget. So great stories, great stories. And now, Pat, the next chapter is the Hall of Fame, right? So the class of twenty twenty was put on hold thanks to COVID. 
2022 got put on hold a few months with the administration change at CSI. But now the moment has arrived. You know, in a, in a, in a few days, your name gets put up on that wall forever. When you think about it, how does it make you feel? It makes me feel really good mm-hmm. that that I was able to do something that's recognized. Mm-hmm. You know, and like I said, my my son went to CSI, so he knows how that how it is. You know, and it it makes it it makes any it would make anyone feel great. Sure, sure. Yeah, and I was there when they when they told you the news, and it was great. It was such a great scene. Everybody's kind of yelling and screaming, and I know, you know, I know, I know you were moved by it, you know, and and that's great to see. I mean, that's that's what you want to see, and and that's that's such a great feeling. And I I have to believe it it means it means a little bit more to someone like you, Pat, because you played here, um, you got to coach here, and you got to come to a few of the Hall of Fames in the past and, and as a guest and see some other folks, you know, stand up there. When when you do attend as an observer, do you say to yourself, you know what, like I'd really like to be here one day or I think, or I think uh, I, you know, I'd love to have a moment like this as well. Did it ever phase you or did it ever occur to you while you were at one of these awards that, that you would be one of these recognized people? No, because you don't, you know, you don't want to say, yeah, I belong there. Right. But you're like, wow, what a feeling. I wonder what it would be like. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then when you, and that day when I was told, it, you know what made me feel good? It was like the kids enjoyed it more than us. Yeah, you know? right. I remember that. <laughs> they were going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I would be remiss, Pat, if I didn't mention, and, and you just said it, you know, your son played basketball uh, for a season at, at CSI. One of his years, of course, got canceled due to COVID. But, you know, and it was your daughter who nominated you for the Hall of Fame honor. So CSI kind of runs in your family. You mentioned your brother was a, was a former athlete. What can you say about the school, Pat, how far it's come now at D2 and all that, and the, impress- the impression that it's had on you through these years? Oh, it's a big, it's a big change since I was, since I went to school there, mm-hmm. you know, I like it. I they get the opportunity for a kid to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the school, I think the school is one of the best around, you know, and the, going to, and I think going to D2, it gives a kid something more to, to fight for, mm-hmm. you know, sure to, you know, Okay, D two. Okay, you know it's one more step is D one. We could play with. I could play with these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, like anything, playing D two baseball is a lot better psyche than playing D three. Because you know how kids are. I you want to strive for the best, right? And playing D two, you know, as you can tell, we you know you're going to struggle the first couple of years because then you got to start. You know, it's a different breed. You got to start getting different kids into the school, but if it gives you it gives gives you an opportunity to go wherever you want, bring kids in. Right. And the schooling is top notch, so that's a, that's one plus for it. Yeah, and, and, yeah. And every and every year, every year, it's getting better and better and better. Right, right. And I see a lot of parallels from the teams that that you played, um, that you played on, and how they kind of you know, ushered in the, the winning tradition that, that CSI has, that CSI had as a Division three program. And then, um, and now the same thing in Division two. like these, 
these kids who are on the team now, they're kind of paving the way for the future, you know, Division II, um, you know, progress and, and ultimately the championships that we're going to win on the, on the Division II level. So it's kind of like full circle, but I know you're someone who can appreciate that. Yeah, you know, like the, the kids like Esposito, Ryan, Kalika, they were here when they were freshmen. Right. When we were D3. So right. they see the big the, – the, remember that one year we had to play both, D3 and D2 right. schools. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a big – you know, it's it's a big jump. Yeah. But but all those kids, you know, they handle it the way it should be handled. They did what they had to do, and they're doing it now. Come on. You, you beat, they beat Malloy. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Probably should have won three out of four in that series. <laughs> Uh, they did a and great they, job, yeah. And they and they beat Queens, mm-hmm. so you know it's you know they're on the way up. Definitely, definitely. Well, Pat, you know we're we're coming down to the end here. I wanted to leave you know a minute or so to for you to talk about you know whatever whatever you wanted to. You know the floor is kind of yours, and you know maybe to kind of think about you know what the Hall of Fame and this night coming up means to you, or what you're looking forward to the most, and. You know, uh, anything that's on your mind before we finish up here? Well, you know what, about, about the night, which is, which is going to be memorable is, you got to remember, Barisi, he was my AD. Yeah. I went to school with Tony when he played. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Young, I know from when he was at CSI. So, you know, I'm going, with, going in with people that I know. Right. That makes it so much better. You know, and then, you know, I get to see... My, my old coaches, because they they comment. Nice. You know that I haven't seen in a while. A couple of couple of guys I played with are coming, and the majority of the bro pen is coming. All the kids. <laughs> awesome. You know they got invited. They without a, without a hesitation they said, "Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming." Mm-hmm. You know, which which in the long run makes me feel like I did something right. 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 Yeah. That the kids are, that the kids are going to come to support me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all I can, as a coach, that's all you can ask for that, you know, you try to do the best for the kids and in the long run, they appreciated it. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, you know, that's, I think that's what coaching is about. Yeah. To win, to teach, but if the kids respect, they still call me coach. Right. The old, the old, like I said, I still call my coaches coach. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, respect. And that's what, you know, knowing that they respect me made me feel like I did something right. Yeah. Well, absolutely, Pat. You've done you've done a lot right. I can't thank you enough for the example that you've set for for our athletes here. I'll be there as well. I wouldn't miss it for the world, of course, to honor you and, and the five others who are nominated. What a special joy it is for us as much as it is for you. So, Pat, congratulations on everything. So well-deserved, my friend. I really appreciate you taking some time to speak to us about it today. No problem. Thank, and thanks, Dave. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll see you soon. You got it. Once again, that was Pat Daddio here on CSI Today Talk Season 2, Episode 28. So grateful for Pat to join us and lend us some time here in the ramp up to the CSI Athletics Hall of Fame, uh, which will take place on April 20th of 2023. It will take place at the Sports and Recreation Center right here on campus, 7 p.m., of course, a full dinner and uh, refreshments included. And of course, uh, we get to see Pat inaugurated with uh, five other members of the CSI 
family, former athletic director Joe Barisi, who Pat mentioned, uh, former basketball player and coach Tony Petoza, former basketball player and also part-time uh, part coach Jordan Young, um, former softball standout Caitlin Flynn, and former women's soccer standout Melissa Gilardi. So just a, uh, six titans of their respective sports at the college. We hope that um, everybody can join in on the action on April 20th at the Hall of Fame. For tickets to the CSI Hall of Fame, you can log on csidolphins.com backslash H-O-F stands for Hall of Fame. You can get your tickets there. They are on sale now, and they will be on sale up until the day of. So want to congratulate Pat and all the rest of the Hall of Famers. They are a great class of people, and they've done so many great things for the College of Staten Island. We respect them greatly, and their names will hang on the halls of the Sports and Recreation Center for years and years to come forever. Um, so... That will do it for this episode of CSI Today Talks. We remind you to join us each and every week for a new episode. Co-host Terry Mayers returns next week with a conversation with Amy Stempler from the College of Staten Island. We hope that you'll join us next week for that one. Until then, we thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to CSI Today Talks and to our website at CSIToday.com. We look forward to seeing you next week for another new episode of CSI Today Talks. Thank you for listening to this edition of the CSI Today Talks podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to get alerted for brand new episodes and to listen on demand to your favorites. Be sure to check us out at www.csitoday.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.